Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Let's Chat About Death. I am Chris and I'm joined today with Simon. Hello Simon. Hello, it's good to be here. Is it? Yep. <laughs> really? <laughs> As I said, we're going to do a podcast. He goes, oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, cool. Yeah. But uh, we thought um, today we're going to talk about, well, a couple of subjects actually. One is... Um, what what is one of these questions? What you you get asked all the time? Well, the so main question the... I get asked is, you know, what makes you want to do this line of work, working in the funeral industry? And another big question that usually accompanies that is, how do you deal with it every day? Like, is there any sort of mental strain wow. on it? Do you mm. have any bit of nightmares after what you may encounter throughout your day? You know, and so forth like that. Or you book yourself, <laughs> <laughs> and there is situations, yeah, that that do make you go home and and think about it. And look, it may be un, uh, not of the conscious mind; it might be subconscious. Um, that you, it really does. It, it it can it can play on you. And I think that there's a lot of people that that have been in it for a fairly long period of time, like to have a little bit of a rest, a little bit of a break away from it. Um, please help me. Yep. Um, <laughs> and yeah, because it does. It, a lot of people go, oh, yeah, it's just a job. No, it's not. No, it's it's, not. it's very much uh, an emotional, physically, and it's a, yeah, it's a mentally draining but it's role an, too. It's, it's an industry that you know from day one whether it's going to work for you or not. Yeah. You know, usually the first, you know. Well, what day are you in? <laughs> Still in my early days. Does it work yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you usually know, you know, straight away. It's not something you can do for a month and go, oh, I don't think it's working, or two weeks and decide yeah. it's not working. You'll know straight away. Usually, when you see your first. We, we were talking just before or earlier today about what is it in your time so far, or what you think would scare you. Like, what do you reckon? Um, it's that's definitely a hard question because it's hard to visualize what you could potentially be scared of. You know, so far, I haven't had anything that's bugged me or bothered me. Yeah, you know, because I've kind of come in with an open mind, expecting the worst, even if it's something really visually bad. Yeah, but I, I just kind of keep an could open you, mind. Could for you it. imagine doing this for a long period of time and no issue, and then all of a sudden one day it does, and you go, no, "I'm out." <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, it that would <laughs> just go. I've just wasted <laughs> ten years of my life, and now I can't. Yeah, for, for that to happen, you'd have your out. mind would have to be somewhere else for that ten years. Yeah, it surely would. But I'm yeah. sure within that ten years, you haven't come across something <laughs> that you haven't, you know, not prepared for. Yeah. But going back on your question, the one thing that would probably catch me off guard. I don't know if it would scare, but if there was like a, um vehicle accident like a motorcycle accident and there was a de- decapitation possibly yeah you know because it's not you don't every day see deceased but you don't also see a decapitation so you haven't seen one of them no i haven't right oh. yeah look 
I, I think any any amputation, degloving, um, anything like that is certainly, yeah, different. And for, um, for those listening and they haven't heard the term degloving, do you want to elaborate on that? Oh, smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who's running this camp? <laughs> oh. um, no, degloving is when the uh, skin over the bone um, decides to, that it doesn't want to remain with the hand, foot, um, whatever it is. So it's the full removal of skin normally around that area. And it is pretty graphic. Um, mm. A lot of the time there might be a partial deglovement that we're able to um, repair. Um, but once it's off, it doesn't fit like a glove again. It's, yep. it's pretty much, yeah, hard to recover from that. Once it's off, it's off. Yeah. You want to elaborate with that? <laughs> 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 so... Oh, it's coming. I'm like an elephant. I remember everything. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah apparently. You just never hears. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's cracking jokes now. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, I've, I've said it on lots of these episodes before about um, in my experience that I've gone through with and we were talking today also about and I think bringing up, you know, what what do you reckon scares you? There is times that you that you will always rem- or you will you'll remember things or or you'll be reminded of something and you'll go, oh yeah, that was the one that had da 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 da, da you know. Yeah. Um, decapitations, I've seen. I don't like the word lots, but yeah, I've seen lots, and in very different in different ways of of how that's happened. Um, a lot of the time it's motorcycles. Um, and, and how did that get you the first time seeing that? Oh, it's just weird. When you, um, when you have held a human head in your hand, in that, your hands, that's not separate attached. to a body, um, A, you realise of how heavy a head can be and how our muscles in our neck and back and all that, how that, enables us to do what we do um it's different yeah it uh and then okay then you got to go all right well how do i can i attach this back somehow i mean obviously the bone and everything's gone so you can't you know and being in the industry for so long have you ever seen anything that made you question whether or not you can do this industry moving forward from that point have you ever questioned yourself? Oh, look, I've questioned myself. You know, there was times I would be questioning myself weekly. Um, A, because of the pressures of things, but also got to remember when I first started that a lot of that organisation and all that was pretty old school mm. and blokes don't show emotion um, and at your job, you know, you can't cope with it, then move on. There was yep. no such thing as, oh, I have a mental health day or... You know, are you feeling okay? And it's like, no, you never had any of that. So I reckon if it wasn't for a couple of people, then possibly I may not have maintained. Yeah. Um, because I, I wanted to understand it. Why? How does that happen? Like, tell me what... what. <laughs> yeah, you know. your curiosity kicks in. But, yeah, there's... And, and how 
It questions if you have a faith of any description. It questions that. Questions, um, yeah, morals, beliefs, all of that. Like we can't, doesn't matter what we think and how we feel, um, it's, it's a whole new ball game when you're in this industry. Uh, very different, very, very different. Um, I guess with the Bali side of things, Bali bombings, the fires, the tsunamis um, and seeing different conditions and seeing bodies in states that you may not have ever seen before, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that the public doesn't get to see or hear about mm. and we, you know, like even to the point of, you know, the the gangland or the actually physically seeing one of those people or you know, someone that's been on the news and has a gunshot and you get the opportunity of touching that person or working on that person, even to the point of repairing the gunshot hole, you know, like that, that is just that. It's a whole nother level. Oh, it, and you know, and then the public or the family get to just see the end result, not how raw they were at the time. Whereas we go from the, the beginning all the way through to the final end yeah. bit, which is – and then we get to see before and then after. Yeah. Look, there's some people that have been in the industry for a short period of time and have never seen anything out there, you know. It's just been fairly run-of-the-mill, simple-type funerals um, or deaths. And then you'll go, you're going to get organisations that are getting all the big, you know, uh, cases and, and – uh, those families or those people involved are then open to that, you know. They, yeah. they don't have a choice, that's it. Um, but most of those people don't last. Mm. They don't last. Well, you know you know fairly quickly. Yeah. It's not like, like yeah. I said before, it's not something you can decide after three weeks and go, no, nah, I think it's affecting me. It yeah. may take longer because so, some people may see something and yeah. be like, oh, I'm fine with it. Yeah. But then over time that they dwell on that. Yeah. Especially when they sleep at night, they have restless sleeps or anything. You or know, they start having like I mean, even um, for those that listened to the Bali versus Australia one the other day, um, and bringing it up with you today, so I'm about you know what would have to have been one of the worst you've seen type of thing, and that one was one of mm. them. And I think it was because of the situation, the scenario, and um, you know. I guess to, to go back to original question is how I don't know how you can do this job. Well, how do you how do you answer that? How do you answer that to people? It's definitely hard, but usually what I like to say to people who ask that question is that at the end of the day, their that loved one is in a state where they can't care for themselves anymore and yeah. their family can't help them either. Yeah. So that's where we come in to try and ease the family's grief but also give dignity and respect to the one that passed yeah. and try and give them their final wash. Oh, listen and final to him, dressing. the old wise one. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's what it is. That's that's pretty yeah. much how I look at it. You know, we are in a position where we can do something. Yeah. And if we can do something to help someone else, then we're helping technically multiple parties here. Yeah, we're helping right. the deceased and then yeah. we're helping the family. Yeah. You know, and going forward, the family might have a really good experience with what they've gone through throughout yeah. the whole journey of losing a loved one yeah and we could actually help their mental state deal with that during yeah, the grief definitely. process yeah and i think uh, that that's so true because 
Um, in some of the other organisations, you don't get that opportunity to do no. that. And, um, you know, I think, you know, it's like people that want to be, um, you know, garbos or um, street sweepers or, um, I don't know, like builders and labourers and why? What's the purpose? There's it can't always be the dollars. I mean, dollars opens up a whole lot of things. Oh, you know, that's paying 20 grand more a year. I'll do that. But they may not have the love for it. But, but you know. every yeah. job gives you dollars. So even if someone said, oh, I'm just doing this job for money. Yeah. But why this uh, particular job? Yeah, that's right. You know? Couldn't get that word out. I was going to say specific. <laughs> it's a specific. But then I, went, I, I gave up and went with particular. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we do what we do. <laughs> that's why we're funeral directors because we can't spell <laughs> talk. Oh, jeez. No. Um, and look, there's a lot of people that have, I mean, we, that have said, you know, what do we need to study to get into this industry? You don't really need to study anything. Studying is more of a booster. It's more of an eye-opener to what you could potentially be getting into. Yeah. But everything you study... But where are the books coming from? America. Yeah. <laughs> so, Our practices are similar, but yeah. there's a few tweaks. Yeah. A lot A lot of the time it's, it's all big grand things. Like, I mean, that's why we don't have drive-through uh, viewings in Australia. Uh, like they do in yeah, that that would be weird in the US, and that's it's got a it's got a purpose, and good on to them if they can do that. Like, you know, can I take your order, please? Yeah, that's what it is. Can is I have a can I have a side of nan? Or it's like you're going them. to the drive-ins or something. Yeah, like my thing is if you if you are lazy and you can't get out of your car, then there's a problem. If you're disabled and in a wheelchair, different story. Yeah, different. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. If um, yeah, maybe people are just too scared, and the only way they can do a viewing is in a metal light coffin. Yeah, I um, but yeah, I mean people, yeah, people have always said that to to us in, you know, jobs. Like, how can you do it? You know, that would that would haunt me. That would scare me. That would, you know, it's it's education, people, and that's why we do these podcasts. Is to educate people in what that it's okay to be nervous about death, that it's okay to be unsure about what's going to happen. No one knows. No one's ever come back. No. Like when, you know, Jesus was crucified and and went to the, you know, the rocky thing that he had and then he said, I'm coming back, you know. Um, He hasn't and... Some of the other people, other gods and things like that. So, or e- even you know, I mean, that's that's going to the, that's to, going the to a different, to, to, you know, different realm. But the the whole, you know, um, people that leave here don't say, "Oh, I'm going to make sure I come back and I'm going to see." You. They don't. No one ever talks that. Mm. Um, but I'm just hoping that when we do leave, that we do catch up with these people again. Like a, like a high school reunion. Yeah, it'd be a bit odd just going to a black void. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like yeah. I'm, I'm Christian and yeah. I and I believe in what I, I believe in. I thought your in. name was Simon, but anyway. <laughs> it'd be really ironic if I was called a Christian as well, wouldn't it? Hi, I'm Christian and I'm a Christian. <laughs> yeah, we know you're a Christian. No, no, Christian, Christian. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> because it makes no sense. Like, my brother's an atheist, and he yeah. reckons just when you die, that's it. It's just pitch black. And, like, then what's the point of life in general? Yeah. But that's going on a whole different topic now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the evolution of life and death. Um, but if you're in the funeral industry and it does bother you or something bothers you, then you just remind yourself why you're doing it. Yeah. You know, and if... You, it can be I knew weird. There was something that I had to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it could, it could, it's gonna sound weird me saying this, but if there's, it helps with the whole being around deceased. If you're nervous, yeah. by talking to them like they're alive, you know, you know, just you know, if you hear something on the radio, you can just talk to them lightly and just say, "I wonder what kind of music you listen to." Yeah, you know, and that helps your process moving forward because you're not looking at it that they. What would you do fine. if if something really Weird and wacky happened after you said that. Like, what do you mean by weird and wacky? Like, that the next song that came on was answered all that all that question that you had in the lyrics. I would find that very fascinating, to be honest. <laughs> you don't. Be I know what you would say. What the? <laughs> yeah, I, w- <laughs> I would, but then I'd be like really surprised. Yeah. Because then I could, because then I could probably communicate to the radio. See, I I did a prep yesterday, being and it was a Sunday, and so there was no one else around, and I think I had the I think I had the radio on or some playlist happening, and then it was like the washing machine was trying to pull water. You know how it goes, doom, yeah. You know that, and you didn't turn it on, and that wasn't on. And then there was some like other like knocks, and um, I did, <laughs> I did sort of think <laughs> that this lovely lady that I was doing the prep on, maybe yeah, maybe she was here. You know? Do you feel that every prep that you kind of do, if you hear something, it's kind of like them trying to get your attention? Yeah. But do you think they're trying to communicate, or do you reckon they're just trying to? Let you know that they're there. Oh, it could be both. Yeah. I mean, I didn't feel her in energy-wise, um, but the noise and, yeah. and he, I mean, even with that orb that came on the camera last night, which we will put up on our TikTok, but, um, like, where does that come from? Yeah. It's definitely not a bug. Oh, you'll get, you'll get, you'll get people saying that it's dust. Yeah, oh, it's dust. That a big dust particle, the yep. size of a what just football. Slowly, <laughs> just it's deciding that it just wants to creep slowly across the exact point of the camera, and then get to the end, back up to the wall, do a Yui, and then come back. Yeah, <laughs> in multiple forms, this one dust poly- uh, molecule comes back. Yeah, molecule. Molecule. Yeah, that's <laughs> that is a molecule that's turned into a polar polar polar. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even pronounce it now. See, uh, yes. Look, I, I, um, this industry is so so different, um, uh, and but yeah, you love it or you dislike it. It's either one or the other, but you can't. It's very rewarding. Yeah, and I'm not talking money wise. Yeah, no, because that's pretty average. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter with uh, everything going up nowadays. Yeah. No matter what you got yeah, paid, no, you'll have no, nothing no, left no. at the end of the day. 
long as you can feed your family yeah, and put it. a roof over your head, you're all you're all safe. Um, yeah, do you have any other questions? Great question. Well, I don't know if it's a great question, but a lot of people are still going on about qualifications. They're still going yeah. on how do you get into it, you know, because they see all the media side of things saying yeah. that you need to go to uni and you need to do this and yeah. you need to do that. But most of it is on-the-job training. Yeah. And you can go with the big corporate companies, yeah. but you'll find yourself in just one position and that's all you do and there's yeah. no flexibility or rotating into different departments. No. Don't go in that mortuary. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I go in there, Simon. And if you do happen to move from one role to another, yeah. you're stuck in that role now and you, you can't go you'd, back. You'd probably, you know, get your pen license so you can write their name on their foot. I've, I've got Sharpie, my Sharpie, Sharpie license. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I never really – and people are probably thinking, what are you talking about? There's some organisations out there that will write a deceased name on their foot, the bottom of their foot. And we're talking bare skin. And uh, but there's plenty of ID bracelets and other things that you can use, um, including the old-fashioned toe tag. Um, but yeah, or they'll write their name up their leg. And for me, that's just like that's disrespecting. It's like for me, but that's me. I, I, I maybe I'm yeah. I'm I look at it as if you write on someone, yeah. you are graffitiing them like you would tag a building, like doing graffiti on a yeah. building. But on a loved one. Imagine that, seeing someone that's being tagged, someone in the mortuary sort of going, oh, look at that, bit of, bit of bare skin. <laughs> Take that. Good tag, that. <laughs> oh, that's just Jimmy. You've got a problem with him going around just tagging everyone? He tags anything, anything and everything. Any bare bit of skin or, or wall, he'll tag it. Um, so, yeah, qualification. I mean, look, you can... You can study anatomy and physiology and you can study embalming. You can study, um, you know, forensic science. You can – there's all sorts of things that you can study to – but – But it will be different. Does it? Yeah. And, and our situation where we are, you know, we might only get one, one or two different types of people, if that makes sense, like different um, backgrounds or – traditions where some other places might have more of a European connection or mm. and then, you know, then the job's different, you know, because you're dealing more church rather than chapel or, you know, embalming against no embalming or, you know, the islanders and things like that. You know, we, we get a bit of a mix of everything, which I think is a good good thing. Like you said, with this, you can study, you know, all parts of the funeral industry. However, it's not guaranteed. Like you could study for three to six years. Yeah. Become fully qualified, get a master's, whatever. Yeah. But there is no guarantee that anybody, even corporate, will touch you because no. it's all about experience. There's yeah. people who can go study something and looking at photos and videos is completely different from walking into that mortuary. Yeah looking at that person, smelling what kind of, you know, internal gases they may be releasing or things mm. like that. And then that's what throws people off. Yeah. Because they haven't had that experience because they're sitting inside of a classroom. Yeah. You know, my... Th so my... So my recommendation would be studying last, if that makes sense. Yeah. So get into the industry first. And you're probably wondering, but then I can't... If I don't have a qualification, I can't get in. Yeah. Most of... This industry will take you 
inexperienced because you you can be trained from scratch. You don't have any other formal corporate training no. or anything like that. So there's no clash. I think any any work that you've done, be it if it's warehousing, front of house at a at a five star resort, you know, you could be in a surgeon or anything else like that. You're all yeah, it it all of those skills help you to do what we do. Exactly. Yeah. But instead of spending thousands of dollars on a qualification and then getting that qualification, then getting into the industry and then seeing something you don't like and dropping out, <laughs> that's probably a waste of money. This is why I say I recommend yeah. that yeah. you get into the industry first, see what it is, see what you have to do on a day-to-day yeah. basis, deal with things. The funny the funny thing's always been is majority of people want embalming. They, oh, you know, I want to get in the mortuary, yeah, 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 yeah. But I could say that 90% of the people that I've had working for me at some point have been in there <laughs> for three minutes and then they go, nah, nah. That, that dream of being a full-time embalmer, nah, nah. No. They'll do what they need to do but it's the smell or it'll be the, yeah, different ways of doing things that, that turn people right off. It. Yeah, because it's quite invasive. Yeah. Um, I wanted to become an embalmer, but then you helped me realize that there's not a lot of high demand for it. You don't, you don't really need to be an embalmer. Whereas just studying mortuary science on how to, you know, yeah. bring color back or, yeah. you know, make someone look nicer or pump them up a bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like there's, yeah, there's, that's probably there's, the thing you'd want to. There's other other non-invasive procedures that you can do with a body that you don't need embalming. Yeah, and. You know, I, I knew of uh, deceased that were just getting embalmed just for the sake of embalming them. It's like, yeah, but they've just spent four and a half years on chemo and cancer and and now you're pumping more. Like, no, don't. You don't, mm. you know, especially embalming's for long term. Like, it's not, like, if you had a funeral in three days' time, you wouldn't really go and embalm someone for that. That would be like, you know, two months down the track or a month down the track that or even a week, two weeks, you know, if if you feel as though that that body's going to deteriorate. But I don't think I've seen anyone here really that we haven't been able to view to yeah. to a level, you know. But it's a gamble too. Yeah. You know, they could be fine, then you embalm them and some chemical reaction has happened Yeah. and it, they've made them completely unviewable. Yeah, yeah, when embalming... Embalming's not, and I, and I think any embalmer that was in front and you asked them that question, can you guarantee that what you do is going to work? I guarantee it. They'll go no, not one hundred percent. I don't think I've ever had anyone that said that ever. Mm. You know, because I, you know, when I was learning, it was like, oh yeah, I want to have a look. You know, how do you do that? And how much chemical do you do? And it's just oh, a bit of this, bit of that. We'll just see what happens. Mm. Well, for me. See what happens is not the answer. It doesn't sound professional it's either. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll just wing it. Well, no, but because you can't turn that around, you know. It's not like you can undo it. No, it's, Once it's, it's, done, done, it's done. It's done. That's it. So, um, yeah. I. But I think for anyone that is interested in getting into the industry, just reach out to your local funeral home and find out. You will be knocked down quite a few times. But don't let that ever deter you away from it. I think you just got to try, just keep trying. My advice is because I've worked in corporate for a little bit, not long, but it was, a, it was, <laughs> yeah, it felt like three minutes. It felt like three minutes. 
But what stood out for me is because I knew straight away being in a family-run small company yeah, uh, compared to a big corporate organisation, there's a lot more flexibility in the smaller companies. Yeah. You know, because not just because they don't have a lot of staff like 30 or 40 people, but they give you that flexibility to be able to do everything so you can get your hands on everything, whether it be mortuary or hearse driving or attending funerals. They branch you out. Whereas corporate, they just have one person for every department. So you you stay over there, that's your corner, you know. (laughs) And And if you're bad, they get to turn you around so you face the wall. Yeah, that's it. Naughty corner. That's it. Or they they make you wash vehicles in the rain. (laughs) 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 That's coming, you know that, don't you? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's torrential rain. I'm, I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> I can see I'll be like a drowned rat. I'll be there with my coffee while you're out there. It's like, yeah, <laughs> nice. But nice. that's that's what I would recommend going for the family-run homes. Yeah. But also, you could start off in a third-party transport company. That's yeah. where I began. That's yeah. when I saw my first deceased. Yeah. That was part of my part of my job. Um, but the first ever deceased I saw was my niece at her oh, funeral. Wow. That was my first ever, and I didn't know what to think. You know, I didn't. Yeah, it it was it took me by surprise, but I kind of yeah. I wouldn't say expected it, but like what could based on my reaction, like what could I have done? You know, she's passed. It sucks, but what could I have done? Nothing. Yeah, I could cry, but how it old was she? About three, I think. Yeah, three. Oh, jeez, yeah, that's a, so. That's yeah, a, that's a and that was the head. first time I saw her. Yeah. So I never saw her and she was alive right. because I have no connection with my sister or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So, yeah, it did hurt seeing that my niece for the first time that only at her funeral. Yeah. But me crying about it, yeah, it does suck. And I did cry when I got home. Yeah. But it didn't change anything, you know. And then I think from that point I've always been sort of open to the, the funeral side of things, the death side of things because that's never spoken about. So when did you think this is what I need to do? I decided that once I started the third-party transport company when I started working for that little small business yeah. and I started, you know, picking up from place of death and delivering on behalf of other funeral homes all around Melbourne, I started to gain a lot of curiosity, like why is this person like this, you know, why is their skin turn this colour mm. or why would you do this and why do we have to refrigerate and all yeah. these questions just kept coming up. Yeah. And then hearing based on where my other colleagues were coming from and how many years they've put in, it kind of opened me up more to it. Yeah. And I actually really enjoyed it. But what really got me, and this is what turned me into saying, yep, I need to do this role, this position, yeah. or this, this industry, was seeing the reactions of families. You know, you go into to do a transfer. Like I did a transfer and this family member was hysterical. She thought I was going to place her mum in a body bag. Mm. And I said, no, that's not the case. It's not the case. That's just media. That's America. Yeah. You know, we don't do that here unless we really have to. And that's, you know, because of chemicals or biological spills or mm. things like that. You know, when I explained to her that I'm going to kindly, you know, wrap her mum in. Sergeant in, Major. Yep. Yeah. Yep, going to bring out the technicalities <laughs> here. You know. When, this is how we do it. Yeah. And when when I but when I explained that I was going to put her into a a sheet, a bit just your standard bed sheet, yeah, and I let her be a part of that, and she 
was, you know, I offered her to help, but she just wanted to watch, so that was fine. Yeah. But out of the whole experience, she stopped crying. She became very happy about the whole procedure. Yeah. And she was really happy with everything. Yeah. And there was no issue. She had calmed down. And then moving forward, we ended up getting a really good review that we've actually helped someone and they've calmed down and it's made their grief process a lot easier. And they went from being hysterical, didn't know how to calm down to being completely comfortable all the way through to the end. Yeah. And that's when I decided that's what I've got to do. Yeah. Because it's helping someone in a way they can't be helped any other way. Yeah. And, you know, people who aren't in the industry, they can, you know, cuddle and say it's got to be all right, but they don't specifically know how to calm someone down in that situation. No. Because no, then different. they haven't experienced it either. No, that's right. You know? No one ever wants to talk about it or... So it's or, kind of yeah, like... Be a part of it. The blonde leading the blonde. Yeah. In a way. You know, and then when I started to see more and more families having a positive reaction to what we do... Yeah. That's when I've decided, yeah, this is what I've got to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. There's times when, you know, even when I stepped away back in 22... Yeah. And I've gone back to warehousing and I've gone back to here and there. I couldn't do it. Couldn't last a day. No. Because all I could think about is family reactions. Yeah, it's a little bit different yeah. dealing with live people. Yeah. I find, you know, when you've worked with it and I don't know. Yeah, it's a different. Uh, there probably wouldn't be enough words on this earth to describe the the feeling of but it's it's dealing with it's it. the honour as well. You know, if you're the hearse driver and you've taken someone to the crematorium or to the grave or whatever it may be, you're the last person to drive that person, you know, or you did a dressing. You're the yeah. last person on this planet to dress that person. You're the last person to wash them. Yeah. You're the last one to do something nice for them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's certainly a, um, yeah, it's an honour. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I don't think I could go back to a regular nine to five job. <laughs> I don't think I could. I don't think I could. We look at people a little bit more differently now and go, you'll fit into a standard coffin or you're oversized or over tall. Or, oh, you know or you're, you're invested like, in the company when you're, when you're yeah. sitting outside in your lawn chair and you <laughs> see someone walk past and go, I wonder if you'd be an oversized. You're not wide, wide but you're long. long. <laughs> For that, we would have to order that in. I wonder if you would be gold or silver handles. <laughs> <laughs> by, by by the looks of your jewellery, yeah, you yeah, go with gold. Right, gold, yeah, yeah. Nah, it it is it is like that. Um, but yeah, not not being able to, um, yeah, it's just dealing with the other side of normal. Yeah, once once you're in this, yeah, it's it's a forever stay, pretty yeah. much. Because even if you voluntarily walk out, you don't feel comfortable anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely. the best way to put it. Definitely. All right. Well, let's put the right music on. That would be uh, that would be even better, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, silly me. Thank you very much, Simon. No, thank you. Um, I hope that has answered or just reiterated why you probably need to get into the industry or why things happen for a reason. Um, if it hasn't, well, then you've just wasted the last thirty-five minutes. <laughs> Of your day, but that's okay. Um, Thank you very much, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.